Hey guys, welcome to the You Make the Scene podcast. My name is Josh. This is episode number 61. So to kick things off, let's start with Happy New Year. Uh, It's 2021. This is the first episode of 2021. And I've got a great conversation for you guys. So um, this week on the episode, I've got Madison Olds, who is a Canadian singer-songwriter, pop artist, kind of fits in a bunch of different boxes, so it's hard to label her. Um, But we had a great conversation just before the new year and uh, just before the holidays, really, and had a great time talking to her. We talked a lot about some of her new music. We talked about TikTok and social media and how an independent artist kind of leverages those things and how it affects their career slash exposure levels and things like that. Um, and talked about, you know, a lot of really cool things. Uh, one of them also was the amazing journey she's been on with her boyfriend, uh, who was in a pretty severe accident, um, and had broken his back. We talked in more detail about it in the conversation. So, you know, listen to that, but Basically, you know, she was able to catch the attention of David Dobrik, who was able to step in and and help uh, by donating a considerable amount of money for treatment and kind of the expenses that go along with that. So um, really, really enjoyed this conversation. I think Madison definitely needs to be on people's radar. Uh, I think she has some tricks up her sleeve that and some songs up her sleeve that are definitely going to catch attention. Um, so I'm putting it out there right now. Get her on your radar. She's already been on weekend waves. Um, she's going to blow up soon. And so you guys need to be along for the ride. For now, though, let's jump into my conversation with Madison Olds. I always start off with the same boring conversation starter. And that is, what is your name and kind of how would you describe your project? Okay. Awesome. Start whenever or? Yep. Go ahead. Go ahead. (laughs) I'm Madison Olds and I am a singer songwriter. I'm from Canada and I don't know. I feel like other than that, I'm just, I'm just your regular old girl. You know, there's nothing, (laughs) nothing different about me. (laughs) Right. Right. Awesome. So uh, let's talk a little bit about obviously the music, you know, that's, that's what linked us up. Um, you've got some new singles that you've just released, um, bad thing and best part of me, um, kind of, I guess, you know, you had the album in 2018, 2019 was really about supporting that. And then 2020 was a shit show with COVID and everything. So what was it like, you know, deciding that I'm going to put music out while all this crap's going on? You know, uh, you described 2020 very well. Um, (laughs) I think uh, the goal was always to like put out the music. And then we were looking at the spring of 2020 and everything happened. COVID happened. And then um, the BLM movement happened. And everybody was, you know, really afraid to put out music because I think they they didn't want to take away from the focus of what was in in the news. And they wanted to be like, this is where my allegiance is. This is where I want to support. And um, I had seen artists put out songs and they were flopping. And I was like, oh no, this is a bad year. This is gonna be a bad year. We've got to wait another year. <laughs> another year. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, the summer kind of rolled around and, and I think people were you know, out and about having fun, going in the sun. And I was like, you know, this music just needs to come out. And uh, we've, we've all gone through like the high point of it now. And, and now we're coming off and we, and we need some entertainment. We need some new music. And, never a bad time to put out a new song and so I had very little expectations of of, you know what was going to happen with my music this year about streams about playlisting about radio like anything like that I was like I've written these songs I'm tired of sitting on them I just I need them to come out and and so we kind of worked on like a plan to come out when um every couple months we decided after the first single and then uh it just it ended up doing a lot better than we expected. I mean, you know, the, some songs did better. I, mean, I think Three's a Crowd is my highest streamed, which is funny. I thought that it would be my lowest because it's the most risque. Right. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, like I, 
I, I didn't really have expectations for this year after COVID hit. Obviously, if you had to ask me last year, it would have been like touring, going to get a label deal, I'm going to be a superstar. <laughs> but right. it, didn't, it didn't happen. <laughs> so. No. No, but it's it's kind of been a, a year of discovery, right? You know, like people are, A, artists are discovering new sounds and things like that because they're oh, stuck yeah. at home and, you know, getting to experiment. But I think a lot of fans are able to discover new music because everybody was locked at home. What else was there to do but jump on Spotify and hit shuffle on a playlist or whatever? Oh, yeah. Um, so, you know, I think it, it it's one of those things. It's that catch-22 double-edged sword, like, okay, nobody can tour, but nobody can tour. So like yeah, it leveled that playing place. field to some extent. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and I, I joke about it, but it is true that I, like now you've got a captive audience. Like people can't go to concerts. People right. can't go to studios. Like you got to figure it out on your own. And, and so um, I feel like it was almost a blessing, that yeah. happened. but a blessing right. that I didn't, I didn't tour. <laughs> So that, um, because if I had a tour this year, you know, I wouldn't have had the audience that I have now and and the friends and the family that would come out and support my music that I've developed through, you know, putting out on on Spotify and stuff like that this year. So I feel like um, it was meant to happen because now whenever things open up, I have, you know, twice as many people that are going to be like, oh, I know her music and I supported her on TikTok or whatever. Like, well, you know, we'll go out and see her. So, yeah. 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 And and that's something I've talked to a lot of artists about is kind of this year, whether you're a 20 year veteran or, you know, in the business for two years, like it's the perfect year to connect with fans so that when live music can happen again, like everybody's coming out, you know, so I think that's that's a prime example of that is building that fan base. Um, And like you said, you know, using all the different mediums, you're on Instagram all the time, you do TikTok, you're, you know, trying to push stuff on Spotify. So I think, you know, diversifying to some extent to grab the fans where they are. Yeah. And I think there is a bit of a fear too, like as a indie artist that when shows open up, like I'm going to be competing with Gaga, Justin Bieber, Ariana Grande, (laughs) all on the same day. Like they're going to be so starved for a show. They're going to need the money. They're going to need to see the audience, like the, the merch sales. And so, um, you know, like, depending on how well the next year goes of, I'm assuming quarantine, like, I'm not expecting it to be lifted anytime soon. (laughs) And so, you know, like anything can change overnight with TikTok now, like music, you could be um, just indie. And then the next day you could be charting higher than Justin Bieber, uh, because your song blew up on TikTok. And and, and so it, it is interesting to see how things are playing out in COVID. I feel like we were just like, okay, you know, we're home, we can't tour, but then they like put TikTok and they're like, TikTok decides what happens now. And you're like, oh shit, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the Hunger Games. <laughs> like we're all right. fighting for the, for the new TikTok trend. Um, but yeah, so I mean, there is that fear that when when things split up and you're ready to go tour, you, you know, the allegiance to the mega stars is going to be a lot stronger than the interest to come support a new indie artist. But I think that's just the nature of the beast and just uh, more fire under the ass to work a little harder <laughs> during COVID, I right. guess. <laughs> right. Well, and I think it, it could, you know, hopefully anyway, you know, those artists like yourself that are starting to trend a lot higher on TikTok and things like that, like when Bieber goes out, maybe that's something that him and his team look at is, well, who's hot on TikTok? Like who's going to yeah. be able to open for us? And, you know, hopefully that's a launch pad for that sort of stuff. Oh, yeah. And like, um, I think Benny is a really good expl- or, um, example. She She's, you know, been grinding really hard. And a couple of years ago, people just knew her as like a, a little indie artist. And, and then her one song, Super Lonely, just like took off on the app. I think it was like almost 400 million streams or something ridiculous like that. Like an indie artist right. that, you know, 300,000. Like, oh, my God, the world is like amazing. <laughs> like 300 million. Yeah. and. And you're like, wow, this is crazy. And so, you know, like now she's got this huge sustainable career. But then there's also people who like, you know, they put out a song and it does okay, but then they put out another song and it blows up on TikTok. But it's like the song is popular, not them. Right. So like the the app doesn't really support um, sustainable artist careers. It's almost more like a, a single. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It- <laughs> I told somebody, I feel like TikTok is almost a marketing tool. So you've got a new single coming out or that just dropped. Like it's a good way to push what you're currently doing, but it's not necessarily a way to 
to say, hey, you're going to want to follow me for a super long time. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. And and like, um, it's so weird, too, because I've tried every angle. I've tried like the sob story, like, oh, I'm, I have anxiety. This is my song, or, you know, like whatever angle you can. Tried the dance, tried the, and for some reason, like my music just is like either not getting seen by the right audience, but I'll put up a, a TikTok dance with my boyfriend and it'll get like a million views. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, I spent 15 seconds yeah. on this and I spent my whole life becoming a musician. Like, ugh, gut to the heart. Right. You know? like, <laughs> So right. it, it is really interesting. But then I had a friend who it worked for her and she ended up being um, I think number four on viral charts in the U.S. Uh, so it is wow. crazy. Just, you know, right audience, right time. I don't know. Yeah. And there, there's a, a kid in I think he's from Ohio. Um, his name is Lincoln. And he has this St. Bernard is the name of the song. And it's that exact same thing. Like that song is actually like five years old, but for some reason, all of a sudden it blew up on TikTok. And now he's like, okay, do I re-record it? Like, what do I need to do? How do I capitalize yeah. on this random, you know, finding? Yeah. And I don't even know if you can. I mean, um, so I, in Canada, we've got this thing called um, like a future star. So mm -hmm. in rate with radio, I'm not sure if you've heard of it, um, but they, this year I had applied, I think two or three times that I finally won it this last round, which I wasn't expecting because um, I was competing against some like pretty big names and I ended up finding out one of them yeah. was Banners. And um, he, he like released a song in 2017 and, and the, the song that he was touring with was from 2017 right. and it was, um, it blew up on TikTok and it had like 270 million streams. And I'm like, I can't compete with that. Right. And, but like, he, all he did was just, you know, re-release it, <laughs> like just same yeah. song, nothing changed. And, and, you know, you try your best to like radio tour it or capitalize and, and, and get people to follow you. But it, like you go and look at him on TikTok and he doesn't have the followers, but his song has like 1.1 million videos to it. So you're like, right. it's such a crapshoot, the app, but like it can change somebody's life overnight. So yeah. 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 And especially, <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, and especially, like I said, you know, like hopefully when live music comes back, that may be kind of one of those things that you can market to some extent that like, Hey, yeah, maybe I've only got a hundred thousand followers, but look at what this song's doing. And then, yeah. you know, they take a chance, bring you out. And when people hear that song, it's like, Oh shit, I do like yeah, this I, person. I know this. <laughs> let's, you know, let's party. <laughs> I did a dance to this. <laughs> Right. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think it'll it'll be interesting. I did try um, doing a couple live shows uh, on TikTok Live mm -hmm. because there's also a way, like once you hit that certain threshold or whatever, people can give money during the lives. But right. um, it, again, it was just like people, I, I don't know if I shot myself in the foot at the beginning of my TikTok uh, page where like I wasn't posting a lot of music. So my algorithm doesn't push to people who want to hear music. So I don't know if it had something to do with that, but I've also seen people who don't do music and then they put one video up and it feels like 50 million views and you're like, yeah, like, right. there's mine if you want yeah. to push that. <laughs> so, yeah, and I think it, it's, it uh, is. I'm sure like a very hard thing to kind of find the balance of, right? Like yeah. I want to be creative and, and do the dances and be fun with everybody. But at the same time, I want to promote my music. Yeah, it's a business, right? Like you gotta you gotta do what you can. And I think like that's the other thing I've kind of noticed about the app is that like I tried the really polished thing. I tried the makeup in every video and the ring light and like super put together and they just didn't give a crap about that. And then as soon as I did yeah. something like really funny pranking my dad and he was like eating dinner and he, I totally caught him off guard. It, it hit like, it was my first viral video last Christmas. It hit 5 million views and I was like, why but they just yeah. were like they love to see that like you are a real person and that you're just as goofy and awkward as they are and I um so I kind of it's changed my approach and I think that's when things like started to do better for me like in terms of the app was when I yeah. wasn't like all put together it was like yeah um I messed up today and forgot a lyric on an interview and people are like that's so funny like you're so relatable or you know whatever right I'm making but, it yeah, I know, but it it makes sense because, like, you know, at least I'm 35. When I was growing up, you look at musicians and whatever back when MTV was doing interviews and everything. Like everybody was super put together. They're in character yeah. mode or whatever, and it's like, okay, but nowadays, like, 
with the expansion of social media, everybody is accessible at fingertips. So yeah. I want to see you as a real person, not necessarily just as your, your artist facade. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, I think that like a lot of the, I mean, Twitter's a pretty open app. There's not mm. really like a lot of, it's not based off of like a visual aspect. It's more of like what's going on in your head. But Instagram, right. like, I find that app super uh, frustrating to use sometimes yeah. because it's so polished. Everybody wants to look like the Kardashians. Every girl has a filter that matches like your entire feed looks like that. And like, if I, yeah. if I open up a page and I'm like, every photo looks the same. I'm like, there's, why would I follow you? Like I've seen it now. Yep. <laughs> like I want to see you posting your salad that your dog spilled on the floor. And you're like, well, I'm going to have to eat this off the floor today. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like I want to, I want to see that. So I think the app has groomed um, a certain type of content and mm -hmm. it's just starting to now switch over because COVID and people are just like not giving a crap about it. They're like, whatever, like who cares? <laughs> the world could end tomorrow and right. we won't know what I ate today. Um, so I think, you know, like it's, it's starting to change, but it's, it's really hard to grow if you don't do what, you know, everybody else is doing on the app. And I know they kind of like added in the reels and it's, it is not like TikTok. <laughs> it is not yeah. a user friendly uh, piece. And, and I, I think like, if they want it to be like a TikTok, they're going to have to work really hard at like trying to make it a little bit easier to use. They're going to have to stop trying to push it so much. Like if, kids feel like they can do it on their own then they get to discover right. like their thing so yeah but I, I i despise instagram i just hate the photos i hate the <laughs> tummy tag face tuned you know right they post me like in my cowboy boots that aren't even mine that i found on the side of the road i'm like look at these finds <laughs> you know <Nice>. so, <laughs> yeah, yeah and i mean i run into it with i do the music journalism and then i've got a photography side of stuff so like i run into that all the time where people are like well, on your photography, like you don't have like a cohesive brand necessarily. And I'm like, well, because I edit all my photos dependent on what that photo is supposed yeah. to be. Like, yeah. I don't want you to, like you said, if I go to a photographer's web page or, or Instagram, like if it all looks the same in the first nine pictures, I'm done looking because I know what I'm going to see. Yeah. It's like same color treatment, same focus, same, same everything. Like I'm so done with the, um, like the presets. <laughs> like yeah. purchase my preset look like me I'm like no I don't want to do that I'm so like let's go back to like throwing the Nashville filter on and be like I'm a celeb today like you know right. like be goofy and have fun and I think it's you know starting to come out and I mean Miley Cyrus's stuff is like pretty well put together again now but there was a time there where she was just putting up whatever she wanted to put up but it was like real life stuff laying on the floor with her rescue pig or you know and, right. and so it is coming around I think people are um breaking this I have to look good, I have to be put together all the time, but it's going to be hard because that app is just, it is so like groomed to be what yeah. it is right now. So, yeah. And it goes into, you know, you, you talk in some of your songs about like anxiety and stuff. And I think social media plays under that to some extent, right? Because it's so, oh, yeah. it's so toxic that I have to be put together. The comments that some people put up like are yeah. appalling that you would ever say that to another person. <laughs> and then you have to oh, take yeah. all that in and it's like, okay, what do I do now? Where's my release? Yeah, no, it's hard. And especially with like, um, like Spotify, I know Apple doesn't really like show what the streams are, which is almost a blessing, I feel like. But to yeah. on Spotify where, you know, I could release a song the same day as another artist in the same kind of like level as me. And I'm just watching their numbers like, wow, this is awesome for them, but like really sucks for me because I'm constantly comparing numbers to numbers and it is, it's a really dangerous game to get into. And I think social media is so awesome in so many ways, but it's also like, you got to know when to like shut it down and be like, okay, I'm stepping yeah. back. I saw somebody do an interview once and she was like, I was so in this, like this Twitter fight was happening over me. She was an artist and she was like a, a little bit of a bigger name. And um, she's like, you know, everybody was like fighting with me and like bullying me. And I was just like, so into it. And then I just went like, boop. And then it was done. I was over it. It was like, it's it's not here yeah. with me right now. Like I can totally escape from it. And so I think like, we just all have to get better, like closing it down and just being like, that's it for today. You know, I said my, my piece and like, just close it. It'll yeah. just like fester inside for so long. And I think our life expectancy is going to start to <laughs> get shorter because we're going to start to just lose our minds to social media. Yeah. And you know, there for a while, Instagram talked about, um, 
doing away with like you could still like a photo but nobody could see how many likes that photo got right. and I'm like cool do that though because yeah. then you're not taking everything in like you said okay I know I'm roughly the same size as this person yeah. why does that one have 20,000 likes and I have a thousand like what's oh, what's yeah. happening yeah, so, it's tough, but like, and they didn't even consistently do it across all of right. It's like my mom could still see numbers and she'd be like, oh, you got more likes than this person or this person got more likes. I'm like, thanks. I got yeah. thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't see it. I don't need to, <laughs> but you know, it's, it is what it is. And so I, I think people who, you know, feed off of that social validation probably complained and were like, you know, we need to bring the, the numbers back. And I still don't see numbers. Right. I don't know if it's because I I'm not super active on like Instagram. Like I'm there to like answer questions and stuff, but I'm not like an yeah. influencer or anything like that. So maybe they're like, she doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if it's still based on like territories or what I feel like maybe. I've got three profiles, my, my personal, my photography one and, and the, you make the scene one. Um, and I think, I think on two of them, I can see numbers and one I can't. So it may be something like that, where depending on how many followers you have or, yeah, or something, maybe. who knows, but yeah. Um, or activity. Cause like my personal one, I almost never log into anymore. So who knows? Yeah. But, um, let's talk. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about, um, the song that I found out about you on, which is bad thing. Um, it made our Weekend Waves playlist. Uh, it's a pretty poppy song, uh, a little more upbeat, but also with kind of some quote unquote controversial lyrics, maybe. Um, talk a little bit about that song and, and what went into that. Yeah, I um, I had kind of been sitting on the, the hook, like, if I'm going to do a bad thing, I'm going to do you. I feel like um, 2020 has been the year, or like 2020 has been the year of like, you know, girls are doing it for themselves, only fans, like, if I'm gonna do it, I'm just gonna right. do it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna enjoy it, you know, like, it's a selfish time for women, yeah. but, you know, <laughs> two years ago, when I wrote it, it was not, <laughs> so, um, I had just been sitting on it, you know, Cardi B was, like, pumping it, Lizzo, I was, like, all their stuff are, is so sassy, you know, they can sing whatever they want, and people are, like, this is awesome, and so, yeah. I went into the studio, and, uh, I just had a writing session, I was, like, hey, you know, what about, if I'm gonna do a bad thing, I'm gonna do you, and they're like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's really sassy. And then we just had way too much fun with it. I think when you get three creatives who are like really creative and you give them complete freedom on a song, it's like game over. You like, have no idea where this is going to go. And we just had so much fun. We laughed so hard um, coming up with lines. And uh, at the time I had just uh, started to meet my, or started to date my current partner. And um, when you, I, I find it really hard to like, write a breakup song if I'm not breaking up to, to write a falling in love song if I've right. already fallen in love and so it's kind of like the perfect form of like okay he's you know mysterious he's dangerous I'm gonna you know oh he's a bad thing and I'm gonna do it and like kind of you know really play up on it and, <laughs> and so I think it just was like a perfect timing I probably could never write another song like that because I would never be sassy and it has had some like mm, what is this song really about same with three's a crowd like I got a lot of messages <laughs> about that song right. and um I feel like you know I've put out this is my bangers phase I'll call it um everything else is you know right. more appropriate but uh yeah it was, just, it was it was a fun one and, and we wrote it kind of in a day which doesn't always happen either but I think because we were just we we didn't take it too seriously like we just had a lot of fun there is a lot of tongue-in-cheek in it um it is obviously pro-sex and you know, like those are always right. easy songs to write it's really hard to write a song that contemplates life and like the meaning but like to write about sex and like having fun that's so easy everybody right. wants to do that <laughs> so it's right. really easy to imagine yourself doing that but yeah no the song <laughs> the song is really fun and I'm really glad with um the way that it turned out and it is really poppy it's something I could put on with my girls and like just have some shots and pre-game before going yeah. to club when clubs open so <laughs> Yeah, and that, that, I think that's the the vibe that that song gives off for sure is is kind of that pregame thing. You know, you yeah. can easily see girls getting ready at oh, at yeah. one person's house to go out for the night, and that song's just blaring in the background. Yeah, it's 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 uh, hopefully you know it keeps growing, and <clears throat> as spring comes around and everybody's looking to pull out their white claws again and like sit poolside, <laughs> I can just see like the TikTok videos. I'm hoping, fingers crossed, I'm yeah. putting it out in the universe. <laughs> yeah, for sure. 
Um, so then you you also had um, Best Part of Me, which is a little more serious, uh, I guess is the way that we'll put that. Uh, <laughs> For sure. So, um, you know, obviously it's gotten a little bit more traction. Do you think that that's um, based on the, the content itself, like that it's more relatable or, you know, kind of what goes into your thought process behind that? I'm, I'm not sure if it's like, um, I, again, I think it's a perfect storm because it, it came out at a time where we were all feeling really low, like middle of the summer and everybody on my social media at the start of the pandemic, I'm going to get in shape. This is like a perfect time to learn a new language. I'm going to write a book. And I'm like, I'm going to eat ice cream. I'm going to lay in bed and I'm going <laughs> to cry about how this world feels like a complete gone show. Like, I don't know what, what you guys are taking right now, but <laughs> right. I have had on that stuff. And so I feel like I, I wrote the song actually before that. And, and I'm the first person to come into a room and be like happy, like, let's have a good time. Let's laugh. I never want to show people what's going on inside because I feel like as an entertainer, you've got this certain responsibility to be the one that like entertains, to be the monkey yeah. that dances, to be the one that makes everybody forget about what's going on in their life. And that's just, that's what you sign up for when you're like, I'm going to become a musician. I'm going to become an artist. You're there to entertain <clears throat> and so I, I always feel selfish when I'm like you know I'm having a bad day today I don't want to post or I don't want to write or whatever and it was like probably the first time I had ever done this but I went into the studio and I was like I didn't know either of the writers um I was staying in a really dodgy Airbnb in Nashville where gunshots were happening outside of my place some grown men uh had some left some fecal matter on the floor in the bathroom and I was just like so done with wow. the day <laughs> Oh yeah, it was horrible. And I, I ended up going to uh, this guy's house for the song, right? And I just like, I was like sitting on the floor, like looking up, like, I don't want to do this guys. I'm so anxiety today. I'm just down. I want to give in to the worst side of me. Like, it just feels so good to cry. It feels so good to be angry. And sometimes like having that moment where you're fighting back those tears, you're fighting back the scream or just like grabbing the pillow and like squeezing and to be able to like actually do that feels so good sometimes like it yeah. feels so good to give in to that like dark side <laughs> but um <laughs> so that's kind of like where the song came from it and I guess I just said it at the right time and it was meant to happen because the other two writers in the room were like mm, we definitely know that feeling <laughs> and I think we should write about it and so um we kind of ran with the idea of like finding comfort in your discomfort and, and being like it's okay to enjoy those bad moments and to like relish in your disparity <laughs> and right. uh then I then I sat on it because I was like this song is so real and so emotional and people don't want to see sadness they want to forget about that they want to see like you know doing a bad thing or like having right. fun or whatever so I kind of just waited on it and then um I also think mental health is a tough conversation to talk about because everybody struggles with it differently and everybody has such a personalized uh, opinion on it or viewpoint on it and so it's really hard right. to just kind of like put out and say this is what anxiety is like because it's what it's like for me but it's not what it's like for you and I, I'm always afraid to like speak on behalf of mental health in the song or whatever right. and um, but then I realized it, it's a pretty light approach to it it could have been so much darker could have been so much sadder could have brought people down but I think it yeah. was a way to be like yeah we do have it and it's okay like you're loved you're appreciated you do you girl boy or whatever whoever you are you do you and I'll do me and, right. and um so I think uh it couldn't have come out at a better time as well like maybe I was meant to sit on it because I think 2020 um people relate to those lyrics more now than they did before because I um yeah, I can't count how many friends like had such high expectations for 2020 to be like, okay, this is the time that I get to focus on me. And then like a month in, they're like binge drinking White Claws and binge watching yeah. Friends. And they're like, I don't know what happened. <laughs> I was like, oh, I do. <laughs> you gave into the worst part and it's awesome. Welcome to this side. <laughs> like, yeah. We've been waiting for you. <laughs> so <laughs> I think, I think like the reason it's done so well is because um, the lyrics like have more meaning in this certain time in our lives. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think, you know, um, 2020 was supposed to be the the revitalization year for, for a lot of people. You know, when you saw like New Year's coming around, everybody was gung ho that 2020 is yeah. the year of change and all this is going to happen. And then yeah. we get kicked in the balls in, in February and everything shuts down. So oh, I know. <laughs> what do you do? So, yeah. 
Um, you just dropped uh, Sticky Situation. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about Sticky Situation with Soul Patch. Uh, yeah, it was it was a really fun fun um, tune. Uh, Soul Patch had kind of reached out to me through social media and just said, "We have this song, Sticky Situation. We want to re-release it. It's kind of doing well, but we want like a, a female take on it." <clears throat> and I didn't know them. Uh, I just kind of known them through like another producer friend, but we kind of met on like Twitter or something. Then he started a message on Instagram and. Right. And uh, the song was like super fun when they sent it to me. I'm not the first person to be like, I'm not worthy of being a feature. Like, I'm not going to bring anything to right. the table besides uh, a voice or anything like that. And so I was pretty confused at the beginning. I was like, why do you want me? Like, you could reach out to yeah. any artist in the world. But like, why me? But um, we ended up having a good time. We kind of like came into the studio, put together just like some really quick and easy lyrics because the story was kind of already there. And I, I was thinking, you know, if she was in a sticky situation, would she flip it around to be like, oh, whoa, 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 you're thinking way too much into this. Like, it's not that sticky or, you know, whatever. And then we like laughed yeah. and joked. And um, most of them are from Vancouver. Their lead singer, I think he's from South Africa. So um, we all kind of laughed and had like a good old Canadian launch spiel. And uh, <laughs> it, was, it was really fun <laughs> to just kind of work on a song with other creatives. And it was in during COVID. So obviously, you know you don't get to see a lot of musicians and we did everything safely so it was it was a nice experience and uh yeah but, i mean there's not really much to say i kind of didn't come up with the concept i was like the, right. the hired singer to come in after <laughs> but it was really fun and it's always nice to put out more music i feel like um the more you put out the better chance you have for people to see you and and uh hopefully we get to do some more collaborations in the new year they're really talented and, and really nice guys yeah so, awesome yeah but um yeah Sorry. Yeah. So no, no, you're fine. Um, so, you know, like you said, especially this year with COVID, you guys, musicians getting into a studio is almost non-existent right now um, and has been for the better part of the year. So I guess what kind of relief did you have going into that? You know what I mean? Like, did it almost feel like home again at that point? I'm actually like at the point where I'm watching movies and I see them two feet apart and I'm like whoa 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 where's your distancing and it's like <laughs> the movie's filmed before I it feels so weird to me to to be in a room with people and um, I'm actually more comfortable like on a zoom writing because I know I'm not a gonna spread anything b I can wear whatever the heck I want to wear on the bottom half <laughs> and like c I can yeah. <laughs> you know eat whatever I want have a break whenever I want it's it's so much nicer and I think like there's this um, pressure to get it done because obviously like zoom has a time limit um, and you kind of got to get as good of a song as you can in like an hour and a bit and and so um, I almost like don't enjoy going to, <laughs> this is so bad I don't enjoy going to the studio as much anymore because I've gotten so used to like lighting my candle and like you know making sure my feng shui yeah. is you know great in my room and I never have to worry about somebody's <laughs> studio vibe not matching mine anymore but um it was really weird. Like I just kept feeling like I couldn't touch anything. Like I had to hand sanitize every five minutes. I, I had to like, you know, make sure everything was covered or, or whatever it was. Yeah. I couldn't talk to people like too closely or touch cords or so it was, it was just weird. I was on edge. I'm sure they didn't worry about it as much as I did, but in the back of my mind, I'm like, I'm pretty sure they don't want me to touch anything. <laughs> so. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think, I think maybe part of that plays in with the little bit of anxiety that that you have, you know, just a like, <laughs> yeah, I'm so neurotic. Bit of anxiety that you have. <laughs> um, but no, like, you know, like for me, I'm kind of the same way. Like I'm not scared of the, of the virus or anything, but at the same time, like I'm a responsible human being. So yeah. if I can do stuff to avoid somebody else getting it, I'm going to do those things to help out. Yeah. Like I, I know, you know, if I were to get it, I'm, I'm sure I'd be fine. You never know. It, it's a flu. Any flu can, can make you really sick. You could, you'd just be the perfect storm of like not well and you don't right. know it. Um, and I'm not afraid of it, but like, you know, my parents are in their fifties now. I got to be careful about them. Um, my grandparents, I know grandparents are not coming to see anybody at Christmas this year. It's really tough. My boyfriend, he broke his back. So he's got um, like compromised lungs. They, he lacerated both of them a couple years ago. So he can't expand them all the way. So like super high risk for pneumonia. Um, and it is a sign of respect, I think, to wear your mask out in public. I don't, I don't see it as, you know, and this is such a controversial 
topic too. I mean, everybody's right. got their opinion on it, but I, in my opinion and how I personally feel is that I, I don't feel like I'm being told what to do. I'm just doing it because I'm respecting the people around me. Uh, like right. I could care less if I wear a piece of fabric over my face and, you know, have compromised breathing for an hour or so while I'm grocery shopping, but it's more of me to like, it's like I'm putting a stamp on my face that says, hi, I respect you enough to be uncomfortable while right. I'm shopping. I care about your health more than I care about my own comfortability. Uh, uh, if that's even a word, I don't, I, probably not, but my own comfortableness. <laughs> so right. um, that's kind of like how I see it. And it all changed my perspective. Uh, I read this article about this woman in Japan and she said, we've all been wearing masks for, you know, the last however long I've been alive. And it's not because we're afraid of getting sick. It's because it's my way to show everybody else in this country that I respect their health above my own. And yeah. I thought that, that was, a, a, you know, it's tough when it's new to you, right? Like it's so normal to their culture to wear a mask because it's a, it is a sign of respect. But for us, we're like, you're telling us what to do. Like this is government control or, right. you know, however <laughs> you want to view it. But for me, I'm like, it's just my way to show you that I care about you know, your health and, and where you are in your life and who you see and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah I, it's and, weird. <laughs> yeah, so weird. I agree. It, it's super weird. Like I saw a meme a while back that said, like, if you would have told me 10 years ago that at some point you were going to be required to wear a mask to walk into a gas station, you know, like you're crazy. The, yeah, it, it's insane because like even just a few years ago, you walk in the gas station with your mask on, like people are going to be like, is this guy going to rob the place? Like what's happening? Yeah. But now it's like, wait, why don't you have your mask on? Let's, Where's your let's mask? get that fixed. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's so weird. Or like you'd see a mask and you'd be like, oh, they're really sick. Or like, you know, yeah. they've got cancer or something. They're really, you know, careful about not getting sick or, or, or catching a bug. But yeah, now it's like, I was actually just out the other day uh, with my partner looking around and everybody's wearing a mask everywhere and I'm like there's no way anybody could have anticipated this like it oh. feels so apocalyptic I remember when it first happened and um we were living in Toronto we came back home to be with family because we just were like there's no point in paying for rent if we can't work here or anything like right. that um so we came back but we had like scarves and like gloves and like goggles and like nobody was out everything was barren and I was like I feel like I'm in this movie like it was so weird um but yeah, it, it is bizarre. And I, I feel like because now this has happened, it'll never go back to a point where like you can just go out and wear a mask without feeling naked. I think right. I think we're all going to feel like, should I wear a mask? Should I not wear a mask? Even with the virus, you're like, am I going to get shunned? Is somebody going to videotape me and like cancel me on the internet <laughs> if I don't wear my mask? So yeah, yeah, I think it'll be a weird transition when, when COVID is finally free or if it's ever free or vaccine or you know whatever happens where they say we don't have to wear our masks I, I think people are still going to wear it because they're they're still going to be the sense of fear almost yeah yeah and I think you know it may turn into kind of like the the Japanese culture like what you were talking yeah. about you know in Japanese culture if if you or anyone in your family sick you wear a mask so like yeah is that where we end up going after this is all under control and and whatnot where just out of respect for people, hopefully we can get there, right? Where yeah. humans respect humans and oh, yeah, we can, can do that. That'd um, be nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> right. <laughs> Crazy idea. So, yeah. um, you know, we've, we've kind of talked about it, but let's talk about, you said um, that you view being an artist as almost a responsibility to help people get away from the thoughts and, and mundaneness of life and things like that. Um, obviously I'm, I'm assuming anyway, obviously COVID has amplified that feeling for you to help people escape. Um, what kind of, I guess, steps are you taking to do that? You know what I mean? Um, like to help people kind of feel better about themselves. Yeah. I have, um, TikTok has totally changed my year um who I am as a person my sense of humor <laughs> I'm sure I say jokes to my family and they're like what does this even mean like you're yeah. so broken right now <laughs> um but um I try really hard to just be a little bit more real on social media there was actually a couple months ago I was about ready to quit um I was actually feeling the pressure as well the the what's the point if we can't gig if I can't play music or you know make money off of this there's really no point. I might as well go back to school and get a right. job that regardless of pandemic, I'll be able to work. 
So um, it definitely took some some tolls on me, but through social media, I was able to just kind of have fun. That's kind of why I started to dance on TikTok. It was just a way for me to um, make some more friends on on the app and, and kind of have fun and, and crutch my way through. I think um, I'm still figuring it out <laughs> how to, to, you know, be happy. And uh, obviously, like I've had some pretty exciting stuff happen with my partner on social media. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of been like one of those good news type of uh, pieces that you see on social media. We're like, oh, I'm so glad that like this happened at the end of the year. And I think that that's, uh, you know, a lot of people have reached out and they're like, oh, I'm so glad to see that this happened for you guys. And, you know, I was hoping we'd see something nice at the end of the year. And and so I'm, I'm not even sure if I'm doing everything that I can. Like, I think as an artist, you try so hard to help everybody. And there's always going to be that one jerk that comments and they're like, you <laughs> suck. And I'm like, oh, I do. <laughs> but, I, I'm just trying to, you know, put out a song that hopefully saves somebody that day, open the door for somebody's smile, or every time somebody messages, you know, I try my best to be like, hey, you know, what's going on? Like, you're awesome. And, and it's like, it's really hard to tackle everybody and to like save everybody. But right. it's, kinda, it's like one of the, it's like rescuing dogs. I look at it as <laughs> I see all these dogs on the streets and I get so overwhelmed. But then I'm like, okay, I can only save one at a time. I can only like feed one at a time. I can only like, <laughs> rehome one at a time and so it's just it's like that like anytime somebody reaches out and they're like I'm really low like your music helped me I'm like okay this is my one at a time I'm gonna take the time to message them back I'm gonna be like hey you're doing awesome queen or king or whatever and like we love you and thank you for listening to the music and I think that's all you can do and just kind of show who you are dance have fun my partner's pretty fun loving people love that he's in a chair and that they get to you know poke fun or he pokes fun at himself we just uploaded a video it's like a tiktok trend where it's the song uh pennies from pennies from heaven shooby dooby and i put him on my back and we like spung his legs back and forth and it's the funniest thing i i probably laughed way too hard people are like wow this is really sick (laughs) but it was like you know it's just taking your cons and and making them pros and laughing at them and i think that that's kind of what I do really well is self-deprecating humor and it makes people feel really good about themselves. And, and, and so that's kind of what I've been able to do this year for, for people. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and for people that don't know, we won't get like super deep into it unless you decide to, but you know, your, your partner is in a, a wheelchair after a pretty serious car accident a couple years ago, and you've been able to raise money for him through TikTok and, and work towards getting a, um, a stem cell yeah yeah so he actually broke uh he was racing motorcycles and uh he had a complete break kind of like around his chest area and uh, complete means like no feeling below and uh in both uh united states and canada we offer stem cells but we don't offer like um the specific type uh and at this like level of stems are of cells and so um we've had to outsource to somewhere in colombia and it's about a $75,000 procedure, not including, um, we'll need braces for his legs, we'll need therapy, we'll need to get down to Columbia. And so I just kind of took it to social media uh, to start dancing and fundraising. I originally was only asking people for ideas, like, hey, if I put out a song, would you stream it for, you know, to help raise money? If I made t-shirts, would you buy them? And people are like, but if I go fund me, you know, you never know what's going to happen. And, and then we ended up raising uh, just shy of a hundred thousand dollars, which is awesome. Uh, it changed his life. Like we start our first round, uh, in March, 2021, I think, depending obviously on the virus. Um, but David Dobrik, like super mega YouTube TikTok influencer just came in like last minute and like, he's like, here's 50,000. And then like walked away. <laughs> like I get this message in my yeah. Instagram, like, Hey, with like a hand wave. And then I check GoFundMe and it's got $50,000 from him and Postmates. And I'm like, okay whatever you know baller just dropping money and like piecing out right (laughs) so yeah that's you know kind of what happened yeah and i i think it's like you say people especially this year have looked for those types of stories you know the the wins where we can take them so i think it's an incredible thing for sure for people to see your kind of your journey with it um yeah and and how successful that actually was yeah, and, and so many people on the app, like, supported. Every time I'd post a video, they'd spend hours just watching the video to, like, bump the algorithm or to comment or to share or to, you know, like it as many times as I could or, you know, send it to every family member and be like, everybody needs to watch it 10 times. Like, it was a huge, like, community effort. And 
I think um, that's why I made everybody feel so you know warm and fuzzy inside because it wasn't just like one person who did it. It was like right. hundreds of thousands of people that came in and like did their part. They're like, hey, I can't donate today, but I'm going to watch it 10 times for you or whatever. And so like my social media algorithm definitely went up. People love yeah. to support us. People love Derek. Now when I post with that and they're like, um, where's Derek? <laughs> so like my identity on TikTok is you know, me and my boyfriend. But um, yeah, I think people just felt like they wanted to be a part of something that was helping somebody else. And I think um, people love to support our cause too. It makes them feel yeah. less guilty about other selfish things that they do. And so um it's in, uh, definitely show me the side of TikTok that I didn't think was there. And um, now I know in, you know, future things, causes that I want to support, um, I can take it to the app and I know that they're going to be like so ready to support it and to help and yeah. that it is an app that rises up to, to help people in need. And that's awesome. It makes me want to support it even more. So, yeah. Right. <laughs> well, and, and then, you know, to get the visibility to where someone like David Dobrik, you know, like, kind of a one in a million chance that you're going to get him. But like, how incredible is it that the fan base is able to level level you up to that point where it got his attention enough to come in and, and drop $50,000? Oh, yeah. I like I put up this thing where it's like, you know, what, guys, let's take David Dobrik. Um, and I was like kind of day 15. I was like, maybe if we take David Dobrik, he'll share it or he'll just like duet it on TikTok and his 25 right. million followers will see it and I'll get like, five cents from every follower or five cents from a couple followers or whatever, you know? And yeah. um, so I was never expecting him to drop money because it does a lot of money to help yeah. somebody. Um, <laughs> but uh, he always goes above and beyond. And I love to kind of reference him as like the Ellen of this generation. And yeah. he, he loves to come in and just like surprise people. And it's not just people who are like making the news or people who have something going on. Like he'll just, randomly go to a drive through and drop off like 10 grand for the person that made yeah. his burger he's like hey have a good day like he just you know what a guy he probably goes to right. bed so good inside he's like yeah i, right. did, a good, I did a good thing today <laughs> like, yeah I, I would love to be in his head <laughs> right i i just saw a video of his um i don't know yesterday or day before where for the holidays and everything he worked with I don't remember who now. They gave away like a buttload of iPads. He got like yeah. 10 new cars for people, was shooting t-shirt cannon at people with $10,000 checks in it. Like the, the dude's insane, but he's yeah. also so caring and so giving that it's like, even if we can't donate on that same level or or do things on that same level, it's, it's really inspiring to be like, I can impact somebody's life. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's like, his followers are like they're like him too like they care you know like he's definitely got this this army of people that are like so pro david dobrik and they're so pro like just being kind and supporting people and and having a, a good life i mean like not all of us have like five teslas in a beautiful la mansion right. <laughs> uh, which is you know that's fine um but he's all about like being real and, and and interacting with his fans and i think that that's why people love him so much he's he's not like it's like David Dobrik and then like us down here. It's like David Dobrik, I'll come over and like hang out with you and, and, you know, like be a part of your life. And I think that's why he's doing so well is because he cares more about the people that follow him than him. Right. And I think yeah. like we all get caught up with our own selves more than the people that make us who we are. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a yeah, huge David sure. Dobrik fan. I was always a huge David Dobrik fan ever since he was on Vine and how he was just this little beacon of light and hope on social media he right. he didn't really care about you know the looks or anything like that it was about just showing people hey i'm fun i have a lot of good ideas i'd love to laugh and and uh he's definitely been an influencer that i've been a huge fan from the start yeah for sure um so covid has had everyone locked up obviously you've been doing songwriting and stuff so as we come to the end of 2020 while we're talking um I think I told you the other day, yours will be the episode that goes live on January 6th. So you're going to be the first episode of 2021. Oh, um, yes. Let's hope it's a good year. <laughs> yeah, right? So we're kicking it off with a, a pretty good episode, I think. Um, what can fans kind of expect? You know, obviously, we don't know with COVID if, if touring or anything like that's going to happen. But what can they expect from you game plan wise for 2021? 
Oh, oh sorry. Um, <laughs> I think <laughs> I think some people can uh, expect definitely some more music. Um, I and it's going to be different. Like I, you were kind of bringing up my album from 2018, which was so different than the music that I put out this year. It was very acoustic. I was just like scrambling to put up music. And then um, I grew up since I put out that album and I put out these songs. And since I've written these songs, I've grown up even more. And I think, you know, the sound is going to be really cool. It's going to be um, really funky. We get to talk about a little bit of uh, kind of what's going on sassy wise in my life. Right. <laughs> little bit more of just some like happy tunes there's also some like really sad heartbreak tunes that I think are gonna feel really uh, hard in the heart um and then yeah like I'd love to tour I um I've kind of been working with uh some people to see if maybe there's some live opportunities like over social media it sucks though like I hate to do live shows because I don't get to look at every single audience member I don't get to like meet them after the show I did do one or I've done like three shows this year and all of them sucked in a term in terms of like I couldn't go over and talk to everybody everybody was so nice and like the music was awesome and the venues were great but it I like I thrive so much on getting to know every single person that comes out and like going and personally thanking the tables because you know what's the point if you're not here like I have no career (laughs) without you and so it broke my heart that like you know I played this show that felt so good everybody's like yeah madison we love you and and i don't get to go out and say like hey i equally love you back like that it totally broke my heart at the end of the show that i wasn't able to go and see people and like i have to put on my mask and like boot scoot and boogie as fast as i can you know out of the venue and i just feel so selfish doing that and so it it was a really sad uh sad show for me in that sense (laughs) um so I, i think if shows happen in 2021 we'll have to figure out a way to like meet and greet people with masks on or I yeah. don't know something because I just I feel like I haven't been able to show my um my gratitude everybody that came out and and uh that's assuming that shows will happen I know uh up in Canada they've kind of talked about maybe fall 2021 they'll be able to do some shows but yeah, yeah I don't know yeah even the U.S. I think they've said like if summer shows happen they're going to be outside they're going to be half capacity you know like there's so many stipulations on it Um, but maybe we can get you like one of those bubble boy bubbles and then you can still give hugs and stuff I would so love that I know somebody said that maybe we could do like music festivals where everybody's in those like you know yeah I think it'd be really fun too you know you could toss people up and yeah Great. Yeah, the mosh pitting when you're not actually hitting anybody, like just bouncing yeah. off each other. I think it'd be great. I would I would so be down to play a show where everybody was in a bubble. I think I would uh, probably laugh really hard on stage and I couldn't keep a straight face. <laughs> right. It'd be good. I, I right. would totally be down for that. <laughs> awesome. So um, I'm going to give you time to kind of plug everything. Um, you know, I want definitely want people to, to come find you, you know, wherever you're most active, which, you know, for, for you and I, it's been Instagram. Uh, I know you're super active on TikTok and things like that. Um, I'll obviously link all of that, but go ahead and tell people like where they can find you, what to kind of expect from your social media, things like that. Yeah. So I'm, I am on every, uh, social media platform. You can find me on Instagram, uh, Twitter, Facebook, uh, TikTok, YouTube, uh, you can find me on, I'm not super active on it. Um, but yeah, and it's just, it's just my name and I love to hear from people. I love to say hi. I love to answer questions, uh, answer hellos, um, comments, likes, whatever. Like I'm, I'm all about just being there with people. And, um, that is another part of being able to give back. Like I can't physically come out and hug everybody who's fallen, but I can virtually hug everybody. And so I am super active on the, on the platforms if if you want to reach out. But other than that, I'm at home uh, in my bubble (laughs) with my mask on. So, (laughs) Awesome. Uh, Like I said, we'll definitely, um, you know, link everything for you. I'm super excited to see what's in store. You know, the, the new music sounds awesome. Um, So hopefully we'll get some live shows, even if they are, you know, outside and distanced, uh, you know, hopefully we'll get to see you soon. And, you know, obviously we want you to be safe and we want fans to be safe. So yes, of uh, course, it's all about, you know, making sure everybody's taken care of and and healthy and happy. And 
it's so hard to not be selfish and be like, screw it all, let's do a show. <laughs> but, you know, we, we're doing this for the right reasons and we all got to hunker down and, and get this over with. But yeah, hopefully yeah. we can all come out of this on the other side, being better, stronger people um, <laughs> and uh, healthier people for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, at the end of this episode, we'll say, you know, hope everybody has a great 2021. It's got to be better than 2020. Yeah. Um, and let's let's continue to support people like Madison, who, you know, are independent artists who are trying to make a change. Thank you. Yeah, I, I'm so grateful we got to chat today and share a little bit of uh, the stories that people probably won't ever hear on any other platform um but yeah this was super fun and, and i'm super super grateful to to be chatting with you today yeah awesome i appreciate it i had a lot of fun too and we'll talk soon okay awesome thank you so much josh thank you <laughs> bye bye <laughs> and that was my conversation with madison olds uh hope you guys enjoyed that one i know i definitely did Huge shout out to Madison for making the time to do the conversation and um, be as open and, and honest about things as as she was. Um, you know, she said there towards the end that some of the stuff we talked about probably won't be talked about on other platforms or interviews or anything like that. So, um, you know, I think it's really cool that she was willing to open up and and talk about some of those things. And, you know, I think that, as I said earlier, you know, she's a an artist that's going to be blowing up soon. And I really think that you guys need to have her on your radar. She's been on Weekend Waves. Um, and I feel like that's probably not the last time that she's going to make that list. Uh, but, you know, let me know what you guys think of that uh, conversation about her music. Show her some love. Follow her on Instagram, TikTok, uh, you know, Facebook, all that stuff. Um, and pay attention to what she's putting out because she's going to have some really, really cool stuff coming up. Um, and you can follow her journey with her boyfriend and, you know, moving towards getting the, the treatments that he needs to improve his quality of life uh, after that accident. And hopefully, you know, bring him back as close to a hundred percent as possible. So with that guys, that's everything I've got for you this week. Uh, I am going to continue a trend, if you will, of taking you out with a track from Madison. And that is going to be best part of me. And as always, guys, remember, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and you make the scene. If I'm being honest, I'm just insecure. Never felt so good alone on the floor. Drowning in my thoughts, but I can't ignore that I think I kind of like it. I got a feeling maybe I should give it up. I know I know how, but I don't want to stop. Wishing that it's over, but it ain't enough Cause I think I kinda like it I wish I could just tell myself to stop Let go of all those things that I'm not Remember who I was, I forgot I forgot The best part of me always knew
I didn't know that I could pull myself off the 